Welcome to Real Black Contents Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about black violence. We're going to talk about violence in the village. We're going to talk about homicide. We're going to talk about shootings. Because it's in black culture now that um, violence is part of the culture. It's... um. It's part of the culture, beloved. And once it gets to that level, it's just. It's going to be different and difficult to get it out of the culture. Right. Um, and we're saying this on the backdrop of a rap artist that just lost his life. His name is PNB Rock. He was um, he was fatally shot during a robbery in Los Angeles. This happened on um, on Monday. He went to a um, Roscoe's house and chicken and waffles and he was killed. It was it was some jewelry he had on, and he was shot and killed. I believe the robbers, uh, they got away with all the jewelry. Um, and this happened in the daytime. This is not something that happened in the middle of the night. And it was like noon or 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, he lost his life. So we want to say first our condolences to the family of PNB Rock. And not only PNB Rock. All the black males across the wilderness of North America that lost their life. Your nephew, your sons, your grandson, your brother, one of your cousins. Because it's not invisible people dying. It's not invisible babies that's dying and killing each other. They're, they're part of the village. We know them. These ain't, you know. And... um it's something about Los Angeles. These young guys, they go, they live their, they live their life, they live their dream in entertainment, and they go to L.A. And something weird happened to them, which should be no surprise because it's an inner city. And on Real Black Continents Forum podcast, we describe inner cities as the nigger-making manufacturing centers of America. That's all inner cities, right? There was a young brother who was from Brooklyn, and he went out there. He got an Airbnb. He lost his life. There was a home invasion. Um, there's a local artist that's from out there, Nipsey Hussle. And uh, he was shot and killed daytime, lost his life. And many of our artists from the city of Detroit, when they make it to a certain level, that's kind of like the thing that they do. They make it to a certain plateau and they go to L.A., right? We got a young kid named Big Sean. He's been in L.A. for damn near 10 years. And then we got another one of our budding artists named T. Grizzly. He's from Joy Road. That's the neighborhood right next to mine. I'm from Plymouth. He made it to a certain level. He went to L.A. He lives there. And then there's reports about he was involved in um, or the victim of a home invasion. And they got like a million dollars cash and jury from the guy. I don't know if he was there or not, but they checked on him. The young brothers are right. But that's the thing. They go to L.A. And L.A. is um, it's a beautiful place, beloved. I've been there. It's gangland, but it's a beautiful place, man. It's kind of like confusing, though, too, because when you get out there, man, you see those palm trees. And being from the Midwest, like what we call the hood, it's a certain level of infrastructure of housing and stores and the way the blocks look and 
when you're from the Midwest, it's great. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not excusing no violence, but it's like it's different out here. When you go to Chicago and Milwaukee and Detroit, Cleveland and Cincinnati and Dayton and, and Indianapolis, it's different when you're in the Midwest because it's like it's always great. And the people are violent. And it's interesting how the violent works in the Midwest because we got at least a quarter of the year. We stuck in the house because of the wintertime. But as soon as that sun come out, the violence come up with it. But it's not it's not the prettiest place. It's more like a, a a manufacturing hub. It's more industry out here. When you go to L.A., it's a shame, beloved, what these niggas and did to L.A. Because it's the palm trees is everywhere. It's pretty. The houses look nice. The hoes is overpriced now. Don't get me wrong. You know, they got these little ass houses. They like 900 square feet, 1,200 square feet. They charging 1,800 bucks a month. They robbing our people out there, beloved. It's weird out there in L.A., you know. All that shit is overpriced out there. Nevertheless, though, some of our greatest entertainers, they moved to L.A., you know. They play the King of New York game on the record, but Diddy been living out in L.A. for like 15, 20 years. Master P, one of the greatest executives, they make some money, and they they moved to L.A. He's been out there 15, 20 years. Jay-Z been out there 15, 20 years <laughs> All these guys love L.A. And it's just a shame what our people have done as far as these. But it's it's the inner city. It's the inner city. And again, we describe the inner city as nigger making manufacturing centers. You could be a great person. You know, you could be you was you could be raised right. You could be raised in a loving household. And as soon as you get to the inner city, it's something in the water. It's something in the atmosphere. It's a nigga making manufacturing center, right? And I would like to see more of our people spend their money and invest their money in the South. You know, go back to the South. Go back to the Carolinas. You made some money. Go to the Carolinas. Go to Georgia. Go to Bama. Go to North Florida. Go to Mississippi. You know, me and the wife celebrating our union. We just spent the week in Louisiana. It's some violence down there because as soon as we got to New Orleans, beloved, the first thing on the local radio was, listen, three um, three black males were shot and killed. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a city. And that's, you're going to have to deal with that when you're talking about going into these inner cities. But we have a great time. You know, you know, we have a great time. And, um, you know, we're a little bit too old to visit certain kind of cities, but, you know, New Orleans is, you know, it's a beautiful place, beloved. Uh, the food, the people, the culture. Um, we're a little too old to be on Canal Street. <laughs> we're a little too old to be, you know, on Bourbon Street. You know what I'm saying? We might have to just do some river walking. <laughs> you know, we got to kick it in places that uh well i call age appropriate right you know when you get to a certain age you know i don't like to see people over a certain age in certain places you know what i'm saying if you're over 45 keep your old ass down from miami you know what i'm saying i don't know why people still going to miami after i'm talking about south beach you know i like miami too we go down to miami we kick it for a week there too but i hate to see people over 45 y'all your old ass bladder ain't no good you know what I'm saying? 
it's bumper to bumper traffic. Leave that for the babies. You know what I'm saying? Go to North Miami Beach. I went to um, I had to kick it in North Miami Beach when I went there. South Beach is for the babies. We're a little too old to be in South Beach now. Uh, Daytona is a beautiful place. Uh, New Orleans again is a beautiful place. You know, we let the babies have Bourbon Street. We ain't going out to no Bourbon Street. We too old for that shit now. But again, I would like to see our entertainers, man, go more to the South because the culture is different in the South, right? But no matter where you go, if it's an inner city, you're going to be involved with niggas because the inner cities is the nigger making manufacturing centers of America. Violence is part of the culture. And on this podcast, we can't act as though we're in a delusion. Like, we can't see what's going on. We see it. We talk about it all the time. Niggas shooting niggas is as American as apple pie. Niggas killing niggas is as American as cherry pie. This is going to take place in the inner cities, no matter where you go. But our people, I guess they feel as though they have to, because of their careers in rap and hip-hop, they have to go to cities that don't sleep, i.e. L.A., right? But it's just, it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, beloved, we got to have that conversation because it's just a level of hate when you kill outside of your city. P&B Rock, right? And again, our condolences to his family, the young brothers from Philadelphia. That means that, you know, when you get killed out of town, they got to ship you back home. You know, ship your body back home. And I'm pretty sure his girlfriend, there's no tutorial on how, how to handle that. There's no tutorial as a mother of what you got to do as a mother and father to get your baby shipped back, their body shipped back home from one place to another as if they was in war or something like that. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, and then... Our community do what they do best as they're going to put up a bunch of balloons and flowers and they're going to make some rest in peace videos and they're going to put the young man on the T-shirt and um, they're going to talk about this situation for maybe the next two or three weeks. And then they're going to go into the next one because black culture losing lives is a part of black culture. And we can't really blame anybody but ourselves because we're all involved in it. It's just, it's a, it's a shame that, you know, these niggas don't care nothing about your family. It's a robbery. And they're blaming his girlfriend because they said she let the location out. And uh, no, it's not the girlfriend's. She didn't pull the trigger. Niggas are just being niggas. Niggas are drive by all these small hats with money and these devils with money and they'll come right to you and rob and kill you over something they're not going to even get the money this that there's no money there's no money beloved in taking designer jewelry because the shit is custom pieces they're not going to what, what are you going to take this shit to you can't it's hot it was involved in a homicide you can't take the jury nowhere when i was growing up in the neighborhood they used to have a saying you want money go steal money that was cold to take your black ass to the bank and they got all the money. Go to the bank if you want to rob for money. Go take your pickup truck and tie it onto the ATM machine and yank it off the wall or whatever you got to do. You know, um, they pass notes here. That's the thing in the Midwest. You want to rob a bank? You don't go in there with the gun. 
the gun going to add another 15 years to your sentence. So you want to rob the bank. You take a letter, a note in there. You go into the bank with a note and you hand the person a note. If you get caught, I think they give you like a maximum of five years. But you take the note. You don't take a firearm. You go in there with the note. That's how, you know, we're taught, you know. But these young kids is different, beloved. And it hurts my heart because now when we see these situations occur over and over and over again, you have to go back in history and we have to revisit some things and we don't want to, but we have to on the political side now. Because, see, there were some devils years ago. Um, uh, Slick Willie Clinton from Arkansas. He was a governor. He used to support I think it was either Confederate Battle Flag Day, week, or month, whatever the case may be. And um, he had a partner who's non-president, uh, Jim Crow Joe Biden, right? And Slick Willie's wife, name is Killary Clinton. And I remember all those devils going to the floor and they passed a crime bill to keep members of our village in prison. Now, to be transparent, they just ain't picking up no innocent niggas now. They picked up certain law offenders and they put them in prison 10, 15, 20 years, right? For drugs. Um, there was a term that Killary Clinton used, though, when she was down um, on the floor beating the war drum and she called our people super predators. Right. And we was offended. And of course, like we always do as a village, we threw the racism flag. And I don't like Democrats anyway, so it works perfect for me because I don't like them folks. I think they're uh, the more worse devils than the Republicans are. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. In any event, our people was labeled as super predators now. Right. And again, we put the victim hat on and we thought that that was improper, even though. They had the Congressional Black Coons, uh, I mean, pardon me, the Congressional Black Caucus was assisting them in getting that bill passed, right? The unfortunate thing for us as a village now that we got a little older is we have to revisit it and say, damn, was these devils right? Is our community a community full of super predators? Because we have people dying they're getting killed broad daylight over bullshit. The young kid in Memphis, he go to buy some cookies. I can't, I don't know the guy's name, you know, and uh, he's, he was killed. He was a rap artist. This is some broad daylight shit. And these young niggas is walking around in the streets with military grade weapons. They're not coming with the little pop guns. We used to keep the, we buy some Rockport boots in the Midwest in Detroit. Or some Timberland boots, and we used to put the deuce deuce in the boot, or the thirty two in the boot. You know what I'm talking about? But not these guys. These guys are showing up to the scene with military grade machine guns, like they could be in a, like they're in the military in the streets with them. And I'm talking about they're not even killing; they're overkilling their victim. They're overkilling the victims. Now we have to look and say, "Damn, is our people super predators?" Because we had this conversation on this podcast all the time. V, you bug it. All black men are not violent. 
I'm not, I'm not so sure, beloved, because I'm living, I see it. You know what I'm saying? It's a reality. These guys is killing for, you got to think how stupid you got to be. You're taking designer. Who's going to get, you can't take designer and custom made jewelry anywhere. It was involved in a homicide. Who wants the shit? Nobody wants the shit. You can't do nothing with the shit now. If you want money, go steal money. That's how we was taught. Go steal some money. They, they're not stealing money. They're going to come and get it off your back. You know, and going back to the politics. You know, um, it's a sad day that our village had to always be careful of what they wear. Because in the super predator days, you know, as the, the Clintons put on the floor and Biden put on the floor along with the congressional black coons, I mean, you know, caucus, right? Pardon me. There was a lot of people in the village that was killing for starter jackets. They're still killing for Jordans. You know, in Detroit, you got to be careful if you got Cartier glasses on because they killed and shoot and steal for Cartier glasses. This is fashion brands now, right? They're men literally just getting out of prison after doing 20 years because 20 years ago, they killed somebody over a starter jacket or eight ball jacket or some kind of leather anything. They stole and killed the guy. They're, they're literally just getting released now. There's something gravely wrong with our community. I'm okay with saying it because I see it. I'm going to say it. The gas stations is overly violent. You go there when it's dark. It's a club. It's going to be some nigga shit going on. It's going to be some violence. And we all involved in it because we helped create the situation to a level where we supported it. Where it got worse than what it was before. Because we live by the no snitch code. We see shit getting worse. I watched the city of Detroit get worse. And what happened is that the elders got so tired of Detroit that when they got their money, they moved to the suburbs. They let the niggas have the inner city. They moved to the surrounding areas of Detroit. Southfield, Dearborn, Oak Park, Taylor, Michigan. And they let the niggas have Detroit. And now Detroit is... is it goes down like that, you know, and I, I also, even me, I encourage single mothers. If you got some sons, especially get your sons out of the inner city. I don't know if you got those little vouchers they give y'all to, uh, if you, you getting, um, I don't know what they call that shit. When you can take the voucher and do something with the rent, but if you can get one of those vouchers and, um, See if that voucher works outside of the city limit. I encourage black women as single parents to move and get their sons out of the city limits because there's something about the inner city. It's only going to do what the inner city is designed to do. And the inner cities of the United States is they put in place to make niggas. It's a nigga making manufacturing center. My mom used to have a saying because she's from the South. They're great people. They're good people, but as soon as they cross the Ohio River and they get to Detroit, these niggas change. She's like, I remember these older guys from Alabama. <laughs> they from good families. They get to the city, they become gangsters. That's just how it works. 
You go to New York City, right? Most of the people in New York City is from what? Carolina, Georgia, and the rest is from Florida and the islands. They come from these islands, man. They be good people. Soon as they get to the inner city of New York and then get to them boroughs, they, they make them niggas. That's just how it works. We got to get our babies out the city, man. And if they're going to stay in the city, I, I am not a supporter of black males having friends. 16 to 25, you don't need no friends. Stay by yourself. You don't need no homeboys. You don't need none of that shit. Go to school, come back, go in the crib, kick it. You don't need, go sit on the porch, play in the front yard. That's how Big Mama used to do the kids when they first, when Big Mama and them got to the uh, inner cities, they got to Chicago and Cleveland, Detroit and Milwaukee. And, you know, the locals out there on the block, they hanging. Big Mama say, y'all, y'all playing the front yard. <laughs> Big Mama say, y'all go out there and play where I can see you at. Don't go around with none of these niggas. I want to just, I want to keep you in the front yard. Don't be around them. We are scared to say we have to, we scared to say this shit. It's something going on with black males. Nobody can figure it out. All right. The solution is black males from 16 to 25. They should not be hanging around each other. We don't know what's going on with the PNB rock situation, but I can guarantee you the guys that pull that trigger 16 to 25. The guys that killed the other little kid out there in Brooklyn that went out there to the Airbnb. I don't know the guy name, you know, and I can't front beloved. Like I know these young artists names, their music, I don't know their music. I get in the car, beloved. I'm still, I still got Luther Vandross playing in the car. That's me. That's my generation. I don't, I listen to Peebo Bryson. That's me. That's my generation. I, I know all the Johnny Guitar Watson songs. I know all Johnny Taylor songs. That's me. That's where I'm coming from. That's why I can't act like I can see that the kid is a, is a platinum artist. I, I'm talking about P&B Rock. I don't know the guy artist. I don't know his music, though. But I know the situation surrounding it because it's the same. And it's going to be the same. He lost his life. So now they're going to pull out the teddy bears. They're going to put the young man on the shirt. They're going to talk about him for the next week or so. That's it. It's the same cycle all the time, beloved. I don't want to see, you know, a young man face on the shirt. It's that, But that's part of the culture now. This is what the culture does now. This is what the culture does now. But his mama got to tote that bag now. His mama got to tote that bag. That's a heavy-ass bag they just put on his mama and his dad and his siblings. And they traumatized this girl. She was there. She seen the shit. He got kids. That's it for that. Every, it's trauma all over the place. Niggas don't care nothing about your family. They don't care nothing about your... They are so hypnotized with hate. They are so hypnotized with hate. They do not care nothing. These are not... We just using PNB Rock as a... Because it just had... But there's local PNB Rocks. Your nephew, your brother, your little cousin, your grandsons. Your great grandsons, your great nephews. There's PNB rocks all over the country. Somebody that lost their life to a nigga that just 
and the person that they were so important to the family. They were so important to the family. You know, when you come on Real Black Content Forum Podcast, beloved, the solution that we have for everything is marriage. Don't y'all guys know that? You come in here and you want to hear me say something about get a divorce, and man, you're not going to hear that shit over here. I don't care what your old lady did. You looking for a way out, you ain't going to get it over here. I don't care what your old man did. You, you ain't going to get no way out over here. The only thing that's going to save our people is marriage. That's going to put responsibility on these young niggas. We got to have a whole village of married folks. The guys that pull the trigger, they're single. 16 to 25, ain't got, they ain't got no wives. And we got to go down there and pass a law to start getting 16-year-old black males with a white. We got to do it. You think I'm bugging out. I am not bugging out. You have to give black men responsibility early in life. And there's no bigger responsibility that you can give a man but a wife. Because if they ain't got no wife, they're going to get into some shit. Having a wife early in life ain't going to hurt them. I got married early. It ain't hurt me. My wife was 19 when she got met, when we got married. That ain't hurt us. <laughs> she they helped us. <laughs> you know, beloved, I I I share this with you. You know, there's a lot of situations I could have got involved in in the street, but I didn't. I had to pull back because I had a wife. It's just that simple, beloved. It's a lot of situations I like, man, you know. It's sad, but I used to make a joke. I used to be like, boy, if it wasn't for this white boy, we'd have put a lot of niggas in these holes over here. We'd have put niggas in holes left and right over here. We got the lime in the garage with the bleach and the shovel is already there. But you got a wife. Like, nah, I just can't do it. You can't risk being away from your family. A lot of these young men they just need wives. They need responsibility. And when they're coming up in the neighborhood, they ain't going to college. They're not going to college. They got a high school diploma. They're trying to figure their way out through life. Put a wife on the ass. Give them some focus. Give them some focus. See, y'all follow everything else in the East. Keep following that because they put a spouse on you early in the East. You can't find one. Don't worry about it. They got arranged marriages for you. You 19, 20. They'll find their families that get together in their east. They'll find you a wife. They'll give you an arranged marriage because they understand it does something to the testosterone in the man, to its focus. A wife, a woman does something to that man. They figure that out in the east. But y'all follow everything else in the east but that. Y'all follow everything else in the east but that. I ain't say young people got to have children. I ain't say they can. you can be married at 18, 19 with no kids. You can be married at 20, 21 years old, 22 years old with no children. You ain't got to have no kids. But black males need a spouse. Yo, I'm going to tell you something that's crazy, beloved. You know, when you go out as an elder man, and I go out a lot, I kick it a lot. Me and my wife, we kick it a lot. And the thing about ethnicities is you always see ethnicities with their significant other of the opposite sex. They always with their spouse. 
I don't care if you kick it to the casino, you go out to the bars, happy hour, you always see so-called white men with their women. You always see East Indian men with their women. You always see, you see this shit all the time. Every ethnicity, that Chaldean, he got his old lady with him. That Arab, he got his old lady with him. It's only when it comes to black men, they're at the casinos at the bar, three or four deep with each other. Where the women at? Where, where your wife at, bro? They always pot, posseed up together. And we're going to have to have a conversation because it's something about, you know, we talk about homosexuality in the, in the sense of male on male contact, sexually, physically. But it's something about the aspect of black men being emotional homosexuals where they, they, they feel more comfortable with their partners. We got the weirdest village. Niggas is more comfortable sitting around all day with other men all the time. I'd never been anywhere, nowhere, and I seen five or six East Indian men sitting underneath a tree with some beer or some shit just shooting. I just never seen that shit. I'm talking about young, 16 to 25. You get older, you can do what you want to do. I'm talking about young men. I never seen five or six Chaldeans just hanging together, just sitting out somewhere, shooting the shit on the way to the club or walking the mall or walking the casinos or walking the resort somewhere, just hanging out together. I've never seen it in my life. Black men spend too much time with other black men. That's why these niggas is off. Hyperaggression. Niggas shake your hand all hard and all this old kind of shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just. I thank God for marriage, beloved. That's all I can say. I thank God for marriage, beloved. You know, our hearts and prayers again. They go out to the PNB rocks all over the wilderness of North America, man, because it's real. It's so real, man. You know, guys come on the podcast and they say, V, you know, you make it look like all black men are violent. Yeah, we're all violent because our silence, we're, we're complicit with the violence because we're not going to say nothing. We're not. Our silence is an act of betrayal. This is what Dr. King taught us. It comes a time now where you just ain't saying shit. Now you involved now. You ain't saying nothing. We don't know what to do with these young people. We try to stay away from them. They're violent. We help them become violent on our watch. Crack. Hit them streets in the 80s. That's what made super predators. They were sending our brothers to jail. Left and right. Them devils was putting our brothers. It was a time when you went to federal prison, beloved, and federal prison used to be some um, some white collar shit. But now they got all the dope boys in federal prison, and you know, our dope boy population contributed to our young people being super predators. Cause I was in a neighborhood, I was able to see the back end of that shit. Hey, yo, check this out. You know, sexual assault, rape. It's through the roof in the black community. We don't talk about it. We put it underneath the rug. We got that weird ass uncle and nephews is being touched. 
sons is being touched. And I can submit to you, beloved, that a lot of that shit took place in the crack era. You know, because you turn a population of men to kill us because they were such at an early age because their mama was on that shit. And when your mama was on that shit, because it's, check it out, it's a domino effect. When you have a village, first of all, that the foundation is not built on marriage. They mean when childbirth comes, it's just one parent to stand on. So many of us in the neighborhood, all we had is a mama. Daddy was never there. That's the first strike, right? If you got that one good parent and she's on drugs, you're fucked. Because now that's it. This is your reality. You're going to go through a trail of experiences that's not human because your mom is on that shit, right? So much so that sometimes parents sell their children to get that hit. She might sell your sister to get that hit. She may sell you to a stranger to get that hit. And if she's not selling the kids to get that hit, she's going to sell herself to get that hit. Now, you got to put this in, in your mind, right? Because we're going to put it in context. What do you think is going to do to a young man that's 10, 12, and 15, and he can see his peers in the neighborhood sleep with his mom because they got ten dollars because his mom want to get high and you think these guys are your buddies you play basketball with them y'all play baseball together but guess what your mom is a junkie she's a smoker she's a fiend and she got to get that ten dollars and you start to see your other 15 year old friends come into the house to turn a trick with your mom because they got the ten dollars and you a predator now. You see this, your heart going to get hard and you a killer. I seen it with my own eyes. The guys that was killers at the west side was lames when they was coming up. Their mom was on that shit or they was getting bullied around. And now they get older, they're super predators now. They, they have no heart. They have no love and compassion because the hood never showed them no love and compassion. The hood took advantage of them. The hood took advantage of their moms. And then they turn to the drugs that kill their family and they push it on other people's family. So the hurt keep hurting. And then it creates a whole. We got a mess in the neighborhood. What's the solution? You got to get out the neighborhood. What's the solution? Marriage is a solution. That's it, beloved. This young man gone. He ain't even hit the graveyard good. They blaming his old lady. Because this is what you do when you when you victimize. You blame. Yes. You see how it works in the hood when something happened to you as a defense mechanism, you blame the victim. Oh, man, he should have had some security with him. That's what Jay Prince said. Oh, he should have had proper security. He got jury on. Okay. He just ain't going to say niggas need to stop being niggas because we don't say that. You need proper security. And then you know, the other guy, oh, they blaming his girlfriend. She shouldn't have showed their location. It's her fault. See, I, that ain't going to happen to me because my old lady, she ain't going to never tell what we got. You got, come on, bro. What we got going on? This is where we at now, beloved. You you blame the guy for getting his car broken into. He should have left his doors open. See, I got this kind of alarm. It wouldn't happen to me. Oh, such and such got carjacked. See, it don't happen to me. I don't go up that street. 
Oh, such and such got jumped where? At the barbershop? See, I don't go to that barbershop. I go to this one. You, you figure out a way to blame the victim to keep your sanity because, you know, such and such, Shamika got raped. See, she over there twerking. If she didn't make all those twerk videos, they wouldn't have raped her when they got to the party. Or if Tamika would have had on a shorter, see, her dress was too short. If she would have had on a long skirt, see, they wouldn't have raped her. See, if Shamika, see, she drinking. She ain't got no business drinking. See, if she didn't drink, they would have never put nothing in her drink. And then, see, it's a you blame the victim concept in the neighborhood. Welcome to the home of the nigger making manufacturing centers of America. We're going to have to do something, beloved. Do we need them devils to give our people another crime bill? I'm for jail, beloved. I'm not, I'm not for hell. I'm not for you going to the grave. I am for jail. I'm pro-jail. You can't, you, you out here in the neighborhood, you terrorizing every goddamn body. We don't need you out here, dog. And you know what? The guys that's doing the killing, guys in the village know who they is. Everybody know who they is. They just ain't going to say shit. Black men have to. You absolutely got to hate black women by living by a no snitch code because you got to hate. You got to hate black mothers. You keeping a cold for what? You looking at big mamas and mothers crying because they burying their children and grandchildren and you going to keep a cold? You can't love black women, bro. Maybe all oh, this is a different story for a different day, but I'm just saying, man. Uh, you know, our condolences to everybody that lost their lives. And the unfortunate reality is there's a lot of year left and a lot of weekends left in the year. So more folks going to lose their lives because this is part of black culture. And whenever black folks get together to say they want to do something, y'all let us know because we down with the program as well. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Real Black Content Forum Podcast. Big VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.